Oh my god. Could have just Fuck been a thirty minute me. bad shit movie, but it was ninety minutes. Exactly. This Thank could you have been so much. Thank you so much for coming over and watching this because that this could have was been the subplot to an SVU episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the five hundred greatest films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. And who is our guest today? Keller, let everybody know. I have to do it? Then? Yeah, you have to do it. Oh, my God. I hate doing it. I'm so bad at it. I just want to make you, usually you sweat. Tell me, usually tell me, it's like, I do. hey, I want to throw it to you this time. Not today. And not today. Not today. We're alive and we're hot. And I'm looking at a man who is both alive and hot. Hey. <laughs> uh, you may know him from being a live television internet content producer extraordinaire. He has been with us from the very beginning. He helped us with our first attempt at this project. Yes. In the early mm-hmm. months of 2017. Co-conspirator mm-hmm. in the Dick and Johnson days. That's right. Those Geek and days. Sundry. Those were the days. Geek and Sundry. He is a filmmaker. He is a writer. And we are so happy to have him here, Mr. Dustin Butler. Aww, See, that was way better you. than I could have ever done it. All no. I did was say he was alive and hot. You set me up. That was, was a tag team. Yep. That was a tag team. That and was you, great. Uh, you, you struck it down. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do, right? That's yeah. A, exactly. You set it up and strike it. Here's, spike it? Spike it. I fucking love volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing. In case somebody, in case you're listening right now and you don't know who Dustin is, he is our good buddy, but he's also one of my favorite people to talk about movies with. This guy is a cinephile, but he knows his shit. And he's nice about it. He's nice about it. He's, he's not so your nice typical movie dude nerd, you know? He's like a, he's he's really, really smart. He's really passionate. He, so, won't, he won't knock down the thing you love. No. Again, we've had a couple of guests like this on the show, but one of my favorite people to talk with t- about movies, because even if we disagree on something, I love picking his brain. I love, you know, having that back and forth. I think he's a great example of like a, a, the correct way to be passionate about movies. So... So everybody else, listen to this. Listen up. And if you're doing it wrong, make some adjustments. Five minutes, no, less than one minute in the movie, Dustin was like complaining. Oh my God, this sucks. No, I'm kidding. That's not what... We all kinda. did kind of go... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dustin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank thank you so for having much. me. We, be, I think I threw this movie at you because this was one of those movies that nobody jumped up. It to. was the last movie, last <gasps> vacant movie on the list. No way, for this the was, year. Yes, for, for our year. first for year. For the all 500. For, I have them booked. <laughs> We're ready to go, dude. Really? <laughs> 10 years. Booked. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, man. We know a lot of people. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, we do. It's just the same 50 people Yeah, my 10 mom's times. on like 30 of them. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. That'd be so fun. We have to get both of our moms we on do. an episode eventually. That'd be great. 10 years, that would happen amazing. eventually. My, my mom would hate that. She would hate it. What are you talking about? It would just be us sitting like this. Your mom, we would, we would just hide this in a bush or something and then and just trick my mom yeah. into being on a podcast <laughs> yeah. She's like, sorry mom you were talking to a bush the whole time so because this was one of our last this is the last movie of this year that we had to book one of the people that we thought of i think i was so happy that it was like oh we haven't had dustin on the show yet duh and i really just pitched this to you yeah because i i knew no matter what the movie no matter if you had seen it or not seen it like it was going to be a good podcast is going to be a good conversation. So oh, thank you for agreeing to it. Thanks for coming over after work and watching. Not knowing and, at all what you were going yeah. to. And yeah. you talk a little bit about this. You did a little bit of research and then stopped. Yeah. I, so my plan was to like watch it once and then read as much as I could about it. And then I, uh, I usually just start like at a Wikipedia just cause it's like a good spot to start. Yeah. And, uh, the vibe of the movie 
So the poster looks like it's going to be like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And then the Wikipedia article starts setting it up as something totally different. Mm-hmm. Like revenge, but horror. But the reviews were like, um, I didn't read the reviews. I just kind of like glance over stuff, just mm-hmm. like read headlines or whatever. What am I getting the into? The bylines. Yeah. Yeah. And everything, it, it just seemed like it was something that I would be better if I didn't know what mm. I was getting into. Is that a typical thing you do with like horror thriller <laughs> type stuff, suspense yeah. films? I like doing it with horror so that I can just feel it. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes... This was on Shudder. <laughs> That's how we saw it. So and bro, uh, Shudder. And Dustin felt it. At the end yeah, of the movie, we'll talk about it. He was yeah. like wincing. He was like, was oh, so man. <laughs> Only because so that was so tense. It wasn't even scary. Yeah. It was just like, hey. It wasn't... Yeah. yeah. It was... Uh, they were filling time with tension. Yeah. 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 So, Keller, why don't you let the fine people at home know hey. what movie we're talking about tonight, baby. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up that magazine. Empire Magazine, November what, 2008. What, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, ladies, man, this is terrible. 462. <laughs> no, don't do it. Do it. Right. This is, the, this oh, is yeah. a very this British is film. This is a super British movie. Yeah. That's why it's on this list. What are we talking about <clears throat> tonight, Keller? 462. <laughs> Dead Man's Shoes, 2004. Director Shane Meadows. Meadows Small Town Vigilante Movie restages Git Carter with with pathetic rural rural that one's hard rural rural that's a tough one for Texans harried by Paddy Considine's vigilante in a gas mask. What are you looking at? You you cunt. That's in the description of that magazine. Yeah. In what are you looking at? You you. C word, you cunt. That's awful. That's real bad. Um, this is a very British movie. Yeah, that's why they say you, you cunt. Yeah. yeah. Keller, thanks for that little uh You're welcome. Tea. Sorry, I can't say words sometimes. It's, it's okay. I feel like, how, how do we feel about that little description? Does it pretty much sum up the movie? I've never seen Get Carter. Mm. I, I haven't seen Get Carter yet, so I don't... Mm. Oh, I don't think I've right. seen Get Carter. I think I've seen Be I've Cool. Seen if, I've seen a lot of Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen Be Cool. Be Cool, I think, is isn't that the... Or am I thinking of Get Shorty? Get Shorty. Yeah. There's Be Cool. There's Swordfish. <laughs> All the same. Grease. I'm thinking of John Travolta movies. Yeah, at this basically. Point. Yeah. Um, hairspray. Anyway. Uh, That's all of them. So I feel like that little description does a pretty good job of summing this up. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield <laughs> Earth. L. Ron Hubbard. In case you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, Dead Man's Shoes. Pause this. Go I watch Battlefield <laughs> Earth. <laughs> Come back. Because <laughs> we're back. getting into it. I, I'll say this. If you've never seen it and you're curious, you can watch it on Shutter or rent it or whatever. Um, I think that it is worth watching once. But like many movies we've seen on this list, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it deserves to be in the 500 greatest of all time. But I don't think it's a bad movie, and I think that it's worth watching one time, and I never need to see it again. Like, because put it of, on yeah. the list of yeah. 500 movies that'll bum you the fuck out yeah. for sure, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are my overall thoughts. Like, the, by the end especially won me over more than the beginning, which was slow and at times boring mm-hmm. and a little confusing. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Very low budget, but then by the end I was like, I appreciate. All right, let's start it you know, the way we always started. How? Dustin, first thoughts. Your thoughts. Overall. Overall. Assessment. I think I kept saying it throughout the movie. It's not an enjoyable movie. Oh my God, it isn't. It <laughs> Which isn't. Because I was, I kept wanting to say that it sucks, but I was like trying to find something because it's, it's hard to find something good to say. It's really easy to find, like I say a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was kept trying to figure out 
It's like, well, maybe like when it wraps up, it'll all make sense. Maybe there's like a twist. There's a reveal. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's just one of those things where you're like, you're going to suffer through this movie, but then at the end you'll be like, okay, fine. But, um, yeah, it's not an enjoyable movie. <laughs> <laughs> the subject matter or it, like the it, quality of the film itself? Um, just the subject matter. Cause it was just so unrelenting. Mm-hmm. I think what got me was the emotional tension. Never, there's no, there's no breaks for humor. There's Except no breaks for Except for when there's like, that one weird break where there's like the montage of them doing drugs with weights. <laughs> yeah. The gangsters that are freaked out about getting yeah. killed. So they're like, they're doing like shitting and together. bathing, you know, in the same All room. Together. Yeah. That but was even it. then I wasn't able to find like a lot of humor in it because I was just like, it's just like, felt just like waiting. they cut to a yeah. YouTube video of three dudes hanging out. Yeah. yeah that little, bit. that sequence, it definitely felt like the movie was going in a different direction. Like that felt yeah. like, yeah, definitely like comedy. What, what I, I think I was expecting early on in the movie. And then it just never mm-hmm. gave me that in terms of like filmmaking, Dustin, how do you, how would you sort of review this film or talk about it? Was it impressive? Was it amateur? What was it? Um, I mean, I think <laughs> I'm trying to, well, it doesn't feel like it's like uh, uh cinema verita, like children of men where it's like mm. you documentary style. Yeah. They're not doing a lot of camera stabilization. It just feels like you're there. Yeah. This definitely, it has like that vibe, but it's literally like they just kind of were shooting this it felt like on the, the fly office. Yeah. 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 yeah it, you said that. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for, I don't know. I didn't feel like it served the story, but this, I don't know. <laughs> this movie was just so. It's, in- it really hit you, man. At the end, it's it, yeah. to, to try to sum up what the what the like plot of the movie was. The actual synopsis is that it follows this guy and his brother Anthony, and Anthony is mentally handicapped, and we learn that he was taken advantage played of, by- played by Toby Kebbell in his first role, which He's I was very like, very good, very, very good. good. I love Toby Kebbell. Yeah, he yeah, played really Koba in the Planet of the Apes in the two new ones. Um, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff and he was just in Kong Skull Island, which was fun, but, uh, Toby Kebbell's great. So like he plays this young brother of this guy who just got back from being in the military Philip in the UK. Philip is his name. So Anthony is mentally handicapped and we learned that Anthony was taken advantage of and abused sexually. Patty Considine was the guy that played Philip. Yeah. Co-wrote the movie. He co-wrote the film. So, so Philip, I thought it was Richard. I don't know. Look it up on your phone. Whatever, it doesn't matter. His uh, the older brother. The older brother. So, so we learned through like a series of flashbacks and stuff that like a group of like local toughs, local street toughs. No, that's a character's name. So you have to say tough, something else. That's true. Uh, local. Uh, um, what do you look at? Wow, you're fast. Local youths, but they're like dudes in their thirties. No, we got some real old guys. First yeah, guy who true. dies is old as hell. Just Richard. like just like Richard. Yeah, it's just Richard. like crappy Richard, you're right. gangster guys. Philip. Richard, a British yeah. dude. A while ago, took advantage of and abused, even sexually abused, Anthony, who was, you know, he was being taken advantage of. So While he was away at the military? Yes, while Richard was away. So when Richard gets back, he go, he's talking to Anthony. He's like, I'm going to get revenge on these guys. And he starts, like, systematically taking them out. And so as we learn the details, they don't spare any details. We learn that he was... It's also told in flashbacks yeah, throughout the movie. And that's and the what was rough. flashbacks were super... It was like... Like, the subject matter of those was awful mm-hmm. every time. And mm-hmm. just was, like, a bummer. As soon as it cut to grainy black and white, it's like, uh-oh. Ugh. Yikes. Bummerville. Yeah. 
Here we go. And you know what's messed up? Is and it that just looked bad, too. I've never seen this movie. Yeah, you're right. And you were even saying, Dustin, at the beginning, when they're showing you like footage of like home movies from, from when they were kids. Yeah. Maybe, I'm assuming, implying it's Richard and Anthony, that they've added like fake grain to the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like they actually shot filter. on a millimeter. Did they really? Yeah, on the, I thought they had. I just... Sometimes whenever you shoot on like that stuff, it looks so fake. Yeah. But it's totally real. It was totally real. But um, yeah, by the end of the movie, just to spoil it, we learned that like the um, the gang, some of the, like the whole gang, I guess, the bad guys, they took Anthony to like this secluded little castle or whatever. Got him crazy high on acid. Yeah, on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, they just kept giving him more and more. And, and they, they were like intentionally saying things that they knew would like emotionally traumatize him. Yeah, and fuck with him and saying like, this is the devil's house and we're your friends and we're going to leave you here. And they left him in this thing. They put a noose around him. We're pretending yeah. to hang him. And then, uh, you know, the gang leaves and we learned that like, Somebody came back and found him or whatever, and he had hung himself either purposely or accidentally. According to the Wikipedia synopsis, he hung himself on purpose because his, quote, friends had left him. And he was distraught, high, Mm -hmm. you know, under emotional distress, Mm -hmm. and he hung himself. So the entire time in the movie, Richard Mm -hmm. was not talking to Anthony, his brother. He was talking to a ghost or his own imagination, his, his, the way that he processed, like, he, you know, just, he, he obviously was emotionally traumatized as well. And all of that stuff, like it got to Dustin, it got like you, Keller, <laughs> you were pretty squirming. Well. Like it was, you know, the ending and the last scene in this movie are very, very good. Yeah. And it was a satisfying ending. And end. all yeah. of the acting is pretty damn good in this movie. It is. Yeah. The performances are really good. Yeah. And there are some, like a lot yeah. of the way it's shot is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, Especially given that this movie probably cost $12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that. I mean. Yeah. It's like, impressive. It's very good for $12. It was better than yeah. Saw. Yeah. It is better than Saw. Yeah. Yeah. You you had said that it was they were riffing off of exploitation movies. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't watched a lot of exploitation movies. Right. But once you had said that, it it made a lot of sense because that's uh, a vibe that I don't really like. I don't. Really, I don't either. I don't really like exploitation movies, but I know enough about them to have like a stereotypical association. So whenever you said it was like exploitation movie, I was like, oh, that's, that's explains they, the cinematography and the yeah, lighting and yeah. like the set dressing was so oppressive. It felt like you were like, it was that type of house mm-hmm. where they were doing drugs and they mm-hmm. were just kind of messing around. They're just because there was a marijuana leaf on the <laughs> blanket. And Definitely. No, just you know, like so tough. <laughs> it was just stuff. like covered in yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's grimy. An old cereal bowl mm-hmm. and like, you know, pizza yeah. boxes. That's and that how you shit. tell some places old is like, yeah. there is a, bowl of cereal in the living room yeah it's been there a while yeah there's like a skim on the milk yeah it's yellow i wanted richard to kill all of these guys because i was like they're gross immediately it was so gross they're they need to clean up after themselves yeah yeah but um yeah i also don't know anything about exploitation films really i don't know you know i know as soon as you get the like yeah basically this stuff someone wrote this mm-hmm. and this came out of someone's brain yeah and so i'm just like come on man yeah. <laughs> it's like if this isn't a true story yeah and you're not telling something that you just made up a fucked up story for fun yeah for, for fucked up sake is what for you said fucked up sake. this it's, felt like a I story can't do it yeah yeah only definitely. because it lays it on so so thick. it does it does there's a couple of reveal sequences that are just like 
agonizing so, to watch. Yeah. And it and it feels like yeah. it's almost like the end of Inception. And they could have even told that and like yeah. just show flashes of those things instead of yeah. showing the entire scene. Absolutely. You can definitely tell the story Look, without, Let's just let's just get this again, out of the they way. had to get that 90 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> let's get this out of the way. At the at the 89 minute mark when we just went to a shot of like the English countryside and it just lasted for about 2 minutes, we all agreed we're like this movie could have been a tight hour. Yeah, that this could have been, been a piece of a Netflix anthology series. Yes, that's like fucked up stories. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it would have been much better. Fucked up stories to tell you yeah. fucked up friends. So, so we'll get that out of the way. And I was going to say, it's almost like the ending of Inception, where I don't like the ending of Inception because I feel like it's not true to the story. All it is is kind of a bit of a fuck you to the audience. It's a little bit of like, you'll never yeah. know what it is. Is this real? I think Goodbye. You and decide. It's, it, it's, it's kind of frustrating <laughs> just because... I think that there's a fine line between when you do something like that between actually serving and telling a story and then like just doing something for the sake of doing it, right? That's how I felt with the end of Inception. I know a lot of people really dig the ambiguous ending. I like the not ambiguous, but some people think ambiguous ending of like The Dark Knight Rises where people are like, was Bruce Wayne, was he really in that cafe or did he die? I'm like, he was in the cafe, but that's cool that you can, you know, oh, the end of Toy Story 3, did they die? No, they went to Bonnie, but it's cool that you think that they melted in a thing, like whatever, but... With this movie, it felt like it was fucked up for fucked up's sake and mm-hmm. less of like, hey, we have a really good story to tell, but it was more of, hey, we have no budget. We want to write a script. We want to shoot a film. We can do a lot of this naturalistically, and let's tell a story that's going to stay with people because of how fucked up it is. Those yeah. are other ways you know? it's similar to Toy Story 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like they threw yeah. the, 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 brother, the ghost brother in there. Is like, that'll yeah. be our, our third act reveal. Yeah. Exactly. Very sixth sense. Very, yeah. you know. So, um, but again. And they did kind of do a good job of planting those seeds, in a, but then again, they only show them... I don't know. Again, Only like there's a, a there's few sequences. A, mm-hmm. a few sequences. One where Richard and Anthony are camping out in a in a castle up far it's away, just them which walking a through farm, the fields, a farm or whatever, a farm. Because he tells him he's like, I'm at the farm, and the guys, um, yeah, yeah, say come by and see me anytime. So Richard and Anthony are there, and Richard says, Pro Hey, tip, don't. Don't go to the farm. <laughs> you're going to get killed. <laughs> you're uh, going to shoot your own friend in the head. That was so... That, was that, weird. Was, that scene was so weird. Yeah. They only had one bullet, I guess. Yeah. Because he's just like standing there with an axe. He's yeah. like, what? Come on. And he's like... <laughs> just shoot him. Just yeah. shoot Richard. Just shoot movie him, over. Get another one. Yeah. But the bad guys are inept, incompetent. They're... they're that no, is another thing up. that... Yeah. I haven't seen all of Straw Dogs, that Sam Peckinpah movie. Okay. But... That movie, I feel, is similar. Like, it's Dustin Hoffman going back to a small town with his new wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, everybody in the town knows his wife. And they all start, like, being real big creeps to her oh. and stuff. And he, and fuck, he, he goes, fucking he kills fucking them all? goes nuts. Ooh. But, uh, Hoffman, uh, you said? Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman. And it's Sam right. Peckinpah who kind of does fucked up for fucked up's sake. Mm. But I think that that might be, like, hmm. a little bit where it got shit from. Oh, you think that Dead Man's Shoes was inspired by... That Sam Peckinpah, but also movie. every exploitation movie. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but Sam Peckinpah, like his movies are fucking gnarled, sparkling. Really? Yeah. There was a couple sequences back to the ghost thing for a second where they are planting the seeds. Like we're all kind of discussing this movie. I ultimately think it is good and was well done. Yeah, I but think again, it is. Mm-hmm. I never want to see it again. No, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know why it's on the. Yeah, I don't yes. know why it's on the. I well, think it's residual. Well, of, this is four years before the list came out. Yeah. 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 Think about that. Movie comes out in 04. All of the British people that saw it are like, oh, this is this stuck with me. What, what a great year did Boondock Saints come ending. out? I don't know. 
like it wasn't like 99 or something like 2000 something like that something like that so i think you're right keller i think that if this list came out today i don't think dead man shoes would make the cut i think it was a little bit of um residual love for that sort of indie no budget british filmmaking which is you know it's it, that's going to be a big chunk of the readership for empire which that's we were discussing and Shane why, Meadows might be one of like these guys is like early director boys that they want to make mm-hmm. sure on the list sure 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 yeah like yeah. he's up and coming he's doing yeah. stuff um you know and i get it and like i said i think it's overall good never need to see it again keller what was your overall thoughts on dead man shoes um it was a bummer mm-hmm um, I didn't need to see it the one time because I don't <laughs> like being this bummed out. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, definitely go watch something happy. Yeah, I thought that's why everyone you... did a good. Yeah, I'm gonna play Spider Man after this. No, that's why you asked me because yeah. I just got in the mail because I imported it from the UK. Thanks again, UK. First, you gave us Dead Man Shoes. Second, you gave me a 3D version of Avengers Infinity War. Just got it in the mail tonight, and that's why you were like, Hector, can we pop this in after? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want to do it right yeah. now? You're like, after this podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll, we're going to watch it in 3D. But just that one scene, that's all just I want. Just the Thor scene. And I want to cut it off before it gets sad again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, everybody dies in Infinity War. Half the people, Oops. they all turn to dust. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry, Dustin. Sorry, Dustin. Whoa. Dustin, sorry. Sorry, man. Dustin, I was sorry. waiting to, to watch both of them back to back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> three and four. Oh, my God. Have fun in your bunker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be watching them back to back next year. Well, of Avengers course. Yeah, yeah, like, come everybody, come over. Come We're going to watch all 12. No yeah. sleeping. I got <laughs> yep. cocaine. There's 22, brother. This movie's such a bummer. That All twelve we're of the desperately first half. trying to jump. I know. We're, we're well, how okay. often, th- man? We've already talked about this movie more than we do usually. That's true. Well, uh, we can we can sort I'll of finish my thoughts, please. What, what overall? Dead no, man's shoes. Um, I didn't like it. Don't think that it is a story that needs to be told. I get that. It only yeah. bums me the fuck out. Now, especially since it's not a true story. Here's the like, interesting that thing guy about didn't that. Do that. Here's the interesting thing about that. Looking up on Wikipedia, the uh, director remembered that he had he knew somebody when he was young that also had learning disabilities who died young and then used some of that inspiration along with some of the people that they've met and known along with trying to make an exploitation film and I guess swirled it all together and made Dead Man's Shoes. How does that sound like a good idea? It How sounds, does that sound like, hey, man... It sounds like we have no money. Look what I found in a notebook. We we want to make a movie that's not Look just what like I found in a yearbook. Yeah, that's not just like a typical, you know, drama or a typical like typical exploitation movie. So yeah. they kind of just mix stuff together yeah. to make it a little bit of social commentary, I guess. Just I because guess. those shitty dudes in those shitty small towns with nothing better to do who think yeah. they're hot shit, so Abuse they form people. their own little gangs and stuff. I guess own little mafias, yeah. but still, like, don't. Is that the way you need to do it? That's but fair. then again, there are movies like this that I enjoy. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. With with subject matter that is difficult. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's like, oh, I have a question for you. Well. Let's hear it. Uh, uh, Ask it. Requiem Go. for a Dream. Great film. Never need to see it again. That Never kind of thing, Never need to see right? it again. We will have to. We will have to. Because this, this goddamn thing you're making me do, Hector. <laughs> I have to watch that movie again. Dead Man's Shoes. Is it better than Dead Man's Chest? Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Pirates of the Caribbean. I've been waiting for this. Dead Man's Shoes. <laughs> Which is better? That is I would rather watch Dead Man's Chest. Me too. Yeah, I, I, would, I would rather too. watch Dead Man's it's Chest fun. three times. <laughs> then watch this oh. one again. Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. Yeah. I'd rather watch Yeah. 
the th- Davy Jones looks cool. Yeah, give me man. <laughs> so you have to watch the second act of Dead Man's <laughs> Chest three times in a row or done. this movie again. Done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I was curious about watching it was uh, it's a British revenge movie. Yeah. So I wonder if for us, like an American revenge movie, the person who's getting revenge is like always badass. They like. That's an you're getting, excellent observation. You're getting awesome violent sequences. John as Wick. A payoff. Yeah, you're like, you're, you're so happy when they take the dudes down. Mm-hmm. You don't feel sorry for the bad guys. Mm-hmm. If they're bumbling bad guys, then you're laughing at them. But they're mean enough that you're like, I can't wait to see how this one dies. Yeah. Whereas this movie, everyone has like pain and trauma in their life. Like even at the end, yeah. Richard can't even kill the this this last guy and then he just talks about how he hated his brother and he was so embarrassed and ashamed of his brother yeah shane meadows loves the 70s he (laughs) fucking loves the 70s because of the bleak nature of film from that era because like bleak realistic gritty violent yeah yeah i'm not i'm just trying no that's a great observation i was thinking yeah yeah throughout because i was just like this is i think one the thing the thing that bothered me the most is i kept waiting for it to be like the, okay. real, any kind of relief because we're yeah, Americans because we're American yeah. dudes and we're kind of used to that type of film that sort of thrust the same is true with like think about movies like Star Wars and superhero movies and genre movies American yeah. stuff it, it, it is it always deals with an exceptional hero because there is such a thing yeah. as American exceptionalism we think we're the fucking we're the greatest the United States is the greatest that like it's interesting I know it was a bad film but it's interesting that the hero in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a very sensitive man mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. by that actor what's that actor's name Eddie, Fred, Fred, Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. I almost said Freddie Highmore. Freddie Highmore? Uh, <laughs> whatever. Freddie Highmore grew up in August Rush. Eddie Redmayne. But yeah. Eddie Redmayne is that's not... A, that's, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne is Bates not the, the typical American action movie yeah. lead. So it's a very sensitive guy. Even Harry Potter, it's about a 12-year-old boy. And we, you know Those are kids' movies, but still, it's like... Even when he has that... that I'm reading Harry Potter. Right I now. am. That thrust, so that, that uh, fate thrust upon him... Harry is like sensitive and reluctant yeah. and he's not like like you know Luke Skywalker has that that story arc that's like oh I don't know if I can do this my aunt and uncle died I'm going to do this like it's a classic hero's journey mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a very it's become a very cliched american thing you cut to movies like this in the United States and they are like taken they are like John exactly. Wick you know his yep. dog dies he's like I'm thinking I'm back and he just kills moral everyone justice. yeah moral justice I'm and thinking of what, what an equivalent like an American this? equivalent, yeah. That has Logan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. the thing is, like, uh, to me, what was confusing was the first way he messes with these people is he puts makeup on them while they're sleeping. Right. So you're like, is he gonna kill them? And, and, and then he kills no a real guy. Continuity but, with the mask. Yeah, right. But it doesn't. It doesn't escalate like you would expect an American revenge movie where mm-hmm. he like it's a phone call and he's like, I know what you did, mm-hmm. or like. You know, they do that. These I love how much he did, like, straight up, like, this is where I live. Yeah. This is my name. That is... You can come here, and you can talk to me anytime you want to. Yeah. But I'm going to kill you all one by one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and even that wasn't the... Even even the way you just did it now, Keller, was more was, badass yeah, yeah, definitely. than in the well, movie. Well, I did put so, my sunglasses on. <laughs> That's another thing that really bothered me in the movie, is I was like, I don't believe this guy actually has any, like, real skills. Because, mm, like, I don't know if he could sure. back this up. Sure, because we didn't. Only you know why? he's wearing an army jacket. Because we didn't have a scene where a Russian guy was like, "Do you know who's the man dog you just killed? That's Richard. He is the most deadly 
CIA killer in the world. He's like ghost man. Like we didn't have that scene where somebody's <laughs> no. telling us how no, badass yeah, John Wick up is. His car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like everybody's just they just suffer in this movie. Yeah, even the quote-unquote hero, the protagonist who's like taking a just revenge. We're like, dude, he's fucked up. And at Nobody the end, has a happy ending. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. end, he says, I just want to lie with my brother. Like, I need you to kill me. I'm the monster now. And he leaves the last guy in the gang, who now has a family, alive. Yeah. And asks him to kill him. And at first, he can't do it. And then he grabs his arms and kind of, you know, puts them into his gut. And I thought it was a very satisfactory ending. But it's a bummer. It's not. It it's was not, like. It's, I think it was just, I was happy. That it was over. That uh, No, I <laughs> yeah. was just happy that. Just the relief of that. It felt like moment. There had been some sort of completion of of like a cycle there. Like yeah, yeah because there's nothing else that can happen. It wasn't like an emotional release. It wasn't like oh god, finally he has you know he can rest now. Mm-hmm. Like you know your hero gets to the end, mm-hmm. and you're like like in Searchers, uh, John Wayne's character. He you feel like he kind of went from an A to B arc, and he f- earned his time to rest. But this mm-hmm. guy was just like. He was just kind of, I'm bad. Kill me. Yeah. He's like, you're not the monster anymore. I'm the monster now. And then it's just, it's like somehow just this cycle of violence has stopped, but there's no resolution because now this guy has to go back to his family and his wife, like made him sleep on the couch. And And it just steps on his social commentary at the end or whatever, because he's just like. I was ashamed of him anyway. Yeah, that's true. I hated that. Yeah. Instead of him being like, I love my brother, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like. And, yeah. and like what I wanted whenever I, we were like, it's a revenge movie was like, uh, you know, like I wasn't proud of him, but it I was loved honest, him and I would yeah. do anything. Yeah. But instead it was just like, he embarrassed me. Yeah. He, yeah. Just <sighs> nothing redeeming. No yeah. redemption whatsoever. And, and to go off of Dustin's point, it's almost like the end was a, it was, it was not an emotional relief, but it was like a logical relief. Like oh. logically we were like, okay, story's done. But like I still you know, like feel everyone, everyone who's like, is, dead yeah who could, could perpetuate this you know yeah is dead so yeah, yeah. what were you gonna say Keller? i still feel more hope at the end of no country for old men though <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ oh my god so that's how put it in your pocket call it call it call it <laughs> fucking javier bardem is so good. have you seen that he's weird so ad where he's good. building he's a so snowman scared. with who's he building a snowman with i'm going to build you a snowman <laughs> he's, he's building a snowman with some other care. some other actor why is there a hole in the snowman's head <laughs> i put it there <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need a hole for the carrot i'll take uh, care of it <laughs> mommy has been very bad <laughs> Dude, Javier Bardem is my number one pick for Doctor Doom. Just make Doctor Doom Spanish. Who gives Ooh, a shit? Let's do your musical. Don't make him Latvian. Make him Spanish because oh, yeah. he'd be fucking terrifying. So Javier scary. Bardem is, is the, the scariest is, man. He's the scariest, sexiest, ugliest motherfucker alive right now. Like he exudes sexiness. He's married to Penelope Cruz, and that he just dude has to is. Talk. He's got su- he's got such a mean mug, but damn, he's fine because he yeah. just his confidence. Yeah. He just has to talk. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's intense. Okay. I want to watch No Country for Old Men now. I know I want to watch something. I want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean watch. five because we were talking pirates. No, he's the bad guy. What's in another that. movie we can watch with Javier Bardem? Captain Salazar. That's yeah. what I want to watch. I don't I'm going know. To pull up my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch Skyfall. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another thing I'm really excited about. Dustin Butler's on the show. He's a huge movie fan. He's so damn knowledgeable. Oh, we I didn't told even him. Tell him what he has to do. I did tell him. Oh, okay, thank you. Were, God. You were getting food. Thank yeah, you, by the way. Thanks for shit. dinner tonight. You're taking a shit. <laughs> uh, so we asked Dustin, you get to pick 
any film to exist in a new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Let me pull up the current list here. Here it is. Here we go. Here's the new list we have been forming with oh, our nice. previous guests. We've got When Harry Met Sally, Back to the Future, The Naked Gun, On Bach, Young Frankenstein, Days and Confused, The Full Monty, Newsies, Stardust. And we now have a we lot have, of comedians on. We have yeah. <laughs> 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 that are picking The Full Monty, The Naked yeah. Gun, Young Frankenstein. So you just watched Dead Man's Shoes from 2004. Should you? Is that your pick? <laughs> is that your pick? No, it's not my pick. Thank okay. God. Okay, okay, Dustin, okay, okay. you can pick any movie. I thought about for a troll to say yeah. this movie, but I can't. <laughs> Thank you so much. I can't make anyone think they should watch this. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know what the rule is. It doesn't have to be your favorite either. It just has to be a movie no, that you're any like. any movie you think <laughs> yes. should be on the list. And maybe I'll... no one will ever say it. Thank and you. And so you would be the only one ever to. That's the Give other thing. Give a couple examples of like, those. Like, for example... Uh, we've had some friends. The full Monty would not be on there unless Caitlin said it. Exactly. You know, and it's like, would some would somebody else other than Kyle Kenyon have picked Back to the Future? Probably. But yeah. that's his. That's like his all time mm-hmm. movie. So he picked Back to the Future. So who chose? Uh, who said Children of Men? Children of Men. Matt Acevedo. Matt Acevedo, who watched. That's a good one. Dead Man's Chest with us. Yeah. He picked Children. Of, I was so surprised. Yeah. I our thought, other Dead Man movie. I thought he was going to pick Pirates One because he's a big old pirate head. He loves pirates. He's one of those pirate heads. Yeah, man. But uh, what what is the one movie you're going to pick, Dustin, to live uh, in this new list that we're formulating over 10 years? Yeah, through a very complex algorithm. <laughs> of Form- you telling us what form- it is and we'll type it in. <laughs> um, Wait, let me get my beakers ready. <laughs> pour some of that liquid into that liquid. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. And the results say, uh, bloop, bloop, I'm going to say Tree of Life. Whoa, Ooh, Terrence Malley. Yeah, one that's of his just, old ones. What's, I just rewatched it. Whoa. Is that your favorite Terrence Malick movie? Yes. I Dude, love that movie. You I think to... that might be the only one I've ever seen. <clears throat> oh, I've it never. It was a toss up between that and I Breathless. like it because there's dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how are the di- how's the CG? That's, good? That's uh, It's okay. Good enough for the story. It's good <laughs> yeah, enough for you to buy it. It's good enough. Yeah. So I've never seen Tree of Life. I know very little about we'll it. We'll put it on. We'll play it real loud. Dude. It's I, one of the few movies you, that gives you a disclaimer up top. It does. That says it play does. as loud as possible. As loud as you can. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. That's yep. intense. Yeah. So, Dustin, that, why, did you pick, why did you pick Tree of Life over every other movie? Um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, this is maybe one of the most po- one of the more popular Terrence Malick movies, like more one of the more mainstream, or no? Am I wrong? Is it he super did like weird? Thin Red Line, yeah, which was pretty big. That had like John Cusack and Sean Penn. Yeah, I think that's like, but that gets overshadowed by Saving Private Ryan. Let's be Tree real. Tree of Life was like he had been gone for a while. More, yeah, he came back yeah. and, and that was his first movie, and real was... hard. And it had Brad Pitt and yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love him. She's and, uh, great. Sean Penn and Sean Penn. Okay, yeah. he's all right. Fuck you, John. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but love Jessica Chastain. She's yeah. amazing. So Dustin, why yeah. why this movie? What what is it about it that makes you love it? Um, it's, so it's it's really beautiful. It's it operates to me as like a prayer. Whoa! So you get up front like this verse from Job, and it's like God being like, you know, I got oceans in my attic, and you know, I did all this cool stuff. Look at me, and then <laughs> and then it cuts into like a family in small town texas Uh and there's like this very stern father who is framed as like the world and then the mother is like nature and so then the narrative is like this nature thing and the boys are at the center of it and they're just being boys and it just keeps weaving 
this narrative, but it's all through visuals and some really sparse voiceover. Uh, and then it gets to the point where it then, um, the voiceover is like yeah. ASMR too. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt whispering. Like in your yeah, ear. but it, it built to this point with the family where it's like trying to figure out the cause, like this kid is just trying to figure out what's the cause of, of all my like, suffering in life and my mm. feelings and all this stuff. Because the kid his, grows up and it's Sean Penn. Yeah, well, his brother dies at some mm. point and then it cuts to the creation of the universe, which is totally weird, but Whoa. it works it so well. And then you just get lost in this meditative trance. As long as you go in this movie with as open mind as you possibly can. I'm fascinated it's, by that. It's phenomenal. I'm, I'm really glad you picked that movie, dude. I'm really <clears> like, I And am, then it ends in such a amazing way that it just feels like there's just like the opposite of this movie. There's just like all this hope. emotional yeah. release. Mm. There's this no hope. Country for old men. There's also like, <laughs> like just trying to, to render some meaning in this character's life. And at the end, he seems to have kind of reassembled it or figured out something with it, okay. but it leaves you with just like, to me, it's just like, it's like a prayer and, or a it's meditation. Like a, it's like a religious experience, a, a, a meditation. Yeah. Okay. What, but it's do, not never it's even though it opens with job it yeah. doesn't tr- it doesn't like take a a, a, a specific religious tale. okay okay essentially just uses like the creation story as a metaphor for for family and yeah. being alive yes the yes. tree of life mm-hmm. do you love this movie because it's unlike any other movie you've seen uh yeah and well yeah at the time when i saw it i was just blown away by it that someone would like throw a um Raising a family in Texas next to like the creation of the universe. And it worked. And, and it, it works. Work. For me, it works really well. Have I've, you seen any Terrence Malick films since then? Did you see like Knight of Cups? Than that. I haven't seen anything since then. Okay. Um, the only one I've seen is Thurned Line. Okay. And I think I saw like half of Lost World. Is that the one he made? Is Badlands? <laughs> the Lost that World that Jurassic Park? No, he did. What's that? I always forget his other one. What's it called? But didn't he do one called? With Pocahontas and all that. Oh, the new world. Oh, the, the new, new world. world. Yeah, dude. Let me see if Malik has any movies on the list. This is fascinating. I bet he does. I feel like he should, right? Almost definitely. Terrence. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, Truth. he has. Oh my God, he's got three movies on here. Yeah, I the Thin that. Red Line, yeah. Days of Heaven, and Badlands, and I haven't yeah, seen any Badlands. of them. Yeah, Badlands. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and those first two have really interesting stories on how they are made. Wow. I think Badlands is it Badlands or Day of Heaven that he like ran out of money. Probably one of them because they were 1973 and 1978, and then 1998 was the Thin Red Line, and then what was Tree of Life like 2012 or something like 2011? 2011. That's yeah. I really love that. I really love Tree of Life. It's always he writes all of his own stuff too. Sure, it's always fascinating to see a filmmaker through the decades is what's fascinating. You know what I mean? Like how their style will change. You know, 80s Spielberg is different than 90s Spielberg. His style has changed a lot in like a way that it is. I guess influences like younger filmmakers more yeah. than you see. Like yeah, his yeah his very contemporary feeling. Mm-hmm. I grew up that. style. Who does a? It's fucking Lubezki who shoots his yeah, stuff Lubezki. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before so, he got all booked up, I think I don't know if he shot any of the later stuff. He didn't do he Roma. Got, he got all booked up. Like he's he's like apparently an, Alfonso Cuarón oh. DP'd Roma. Yeah, which he I'm did. Pumped about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And that's gonna be on Netflix. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, isn't it? But theatrical. No, the they're doing light, a theater please. release as well. Yeah. Okay, it's also good. they shot on an airy um, 
like large formats that are, he Ooh. wants to do like a 70 millimeter print of it, which is, would be the ideal way to watch it. It's, yes, it, it seems yes, like a please. very exciting time to be a film fan. You know, yeah. I think like, like real serious fans of film tend to shit on the stuff, like the trends that are popular, popular movies right now. But it's like, like people you've are got, starting to th- like, dude, filmmakers are doing stuff. Like right Alfonso Cuarón got to make Gravity. Yes, that movie's fucking massive. Yes, and yeah. he's like some guy who made yeah Children of Men who got him that probably. Yeah, but. for sure. Yeah, well, there's also I think it's an exciting time because uh, in the '90s there was a budget and mm-hmm. executives were able to make movies still with the idea of like, well, this is an important movie to make because this mm-hmm. director, it's like art, so we're going to give this person a budget. Mm-hmm. And then that got completely decimated after like 2001. All mm-hmm. of that money went away. And it's gotten steadily worse and worse to the point that people were like, like um, f- legendary filmmakers like David Lynch can't get a movie made because no yeah. one will finance it. But then you get Netflix in here and they're like, we're going to finance Roma. Quite yeah, they're going to finance Roma. They're going to finance That's Buster Scruggs. Crazy. They're going to have Alfonso Cuarón and the Coen Brothers' latest movies on Netflix. Yeah. Why are studios dumb? It's just the but, economics of the yeah. scale they're working at, unfortunately. It's yeah, not that they're... That's true. They have the money. I think you have it. some people in there who might be like just straight up suits, but I think also, I mean... Sure. It's look, and it's movies you know, has always been like commerce and art. That's what absolutely. the balance. And right now, it's absolutely it's yeah. more commerce because of like the Fang stocks. Yeah, and it doesn't make logistical sense for them to put X amount of dollars in a film by a David Lynch or a Terrence Malick yeah. that they know mathematically will only see so much of a return. Versus, it sounds stupid, but like, but if we put two hundred million dollars into the superhero movie, we're going to see eight hundred million dollar profit. What Do you movie? Know what I mean? What superhero yeah, do the sure. Coen brothers get? The Coen brothers who did No Country for Old Men, <clears throat> Boogie Nights? Fargo. No, that's no Boogie Paul Nights Anderson. is Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Th- is PTA. You have, give, you have to give us one for him too. Okay. The, <laughs> the superhero that PTA is going to get is going to be Animal Man because Animal Man is this weird, breaks the fourth wall, uh, like sad sort of superhero guy who is based in San Diego named Buddy Baker and Buddy like has the powers of of animals that are near him, which is why he lives in San Diego because the San Diego Zoo is right there, so he can get like the power of like pretty exotic animals. And he's just like a normal dude with a family life, and there's a lot of humor involved in that. So you give that to PTA because it could get kind of weird, uh, or give it to the Coen Brothers. I feel like Animal Man would work. Yeah, for they could either. do Raising Arizona with it. Yeah, they could do Raising Arizona. <laughs> the Coen Brothers could do Raising Arizona with Animal Man. Then in yeah. that case, give Paul Thomas Anderson, give him the superhero of uh, Moon Knight who is that vigilante who has like multiple personalities and he exists in the Marvel universe and he is, uh, he's fucked up. And one of his personalities is like, he's like an informant and he actually thinks he's like, he's like a street level, like a, a, a tough, a, a, a crook. And yeah, he yeah. goes and gets information and then he uses like his, his millionaire personality and his superhero personality to go and like fight crime. I don't know, dude, these guys will never make okay. superhero movies. Okay. That's fine. They okay. don't need to. Have you That's seen, okay. Have you seen what Paul Thomas Anderson said about superhero movies? What did he say? He like He's... absolutely loves them. Yeah. Does he really? So did yeah. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. And there was like, doesn't surprise this is all me. the yeah. shit that I loved as a kid. And they're yeah. finally doing it for yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of I love it. And hot yeah. take Phantom Thread is a superhero movie. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, Phantom she's a Thread. or he's a super villain and she's a superhero. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, oh that movie is beautiful. Daniel Day Lewis. I gotta watch. He that. is a super villain, though. Yeah. I mean, in every movie, even Lincoln, I'm like, you're evil. No, that's just <laughs> that's just Daniel Day Lewis. He's yeah, just retired. he's just incredible. He's he retired. Just, really? Yeah. He's done. Phantom Thread. That's what he said. That's what he said. It's like, wow. we'll he's retired we'll before, we'll hasn't he? Well, you know what role just opened up? Superman. Let's get 
Daniel Day Lewis the role of a what lifetime. If we did Let's get make him, him Superman. Clark Kent. Oh, I want to see Cal what Al. that would look like. He's like, I lived in Kansas for two years. He would do the most incredible. What's the what's the mimic sup- of Christopher Reeve that we would ever see? We'd be like, oh my god, that's Superman yeah, because yeah. he would immerse himself in the role. What's the superhero <laughs> who um, they like create an artificial world for him to live in? Does Marvel do it? Um, oh, what artificial world for him to live in? Franklin Richards? No, I'm trying to remember now. I'm just Marvel Man. The vision. Because he made oh, no, no, his own no. family. Like, I just remember reading it, and, and the book is like ends like there's this darkness, and it ends up being like he kind of went crazy. And um, oh. oh, 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 was it uh, uh, Hector, what is Molecule it? Man? Is it the end of Secret Wars? How how recently did you read it? Is it like a new comic or an old comic? My roommate was just like, read this. I love it. It's so gritty and Fuck. it's awesome. And I yeah. I should have texted him before I even brought it up. <laughs> well, okay, I don't you'll, remember. You'll find out later. You will text me, and when we release this episode, I'll tweet right under it. Like, yeah. by the way, Dustin was talking about this character. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, I think that would be a good point. Uh, it's PTA also going to probably come to either of you in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. Right. <gasps> oh, it's this. <laughs> we have to, we have to record a pickup. Dustin was yeah. talking about Animal Man. Okay, Walk everyone. Seven seconds about. of science, so we can yeah. cut that pickup in right here. <laughs> we'll just shoot the British countryside. And yeah, yeah. We just brought it back to Dead Man's. <laughs> chest shoes shoes, shoes. shoes. dead man's shoes dead man's um, shoes well we got we should give dustin the final word on dead man's shoes how'd you feel about it does it belong does it belong on the list on the empire's list yes uh on a list of, of the 500, 500 greatest films of all time i would say no okay fair thank you. yeah fair dustin what are you most looking forward to movie wise that's like coming that you haven't seen yet that's coming out in the next couple months or whatever uh, Roma, obviously, I think it's probably yes. my top movie right now. It's okay. like November or something. Though. Yeah, really? and then my yeah. second would be Wreck It Ralph. Uh, oh, I want to see Mandy. No, it's mm. um, the new Nick Cage one. Drew Goddard's next movie, Bad Times at Oh. Oh yeah, El that looks one with uh, yeah. Jodie Foster. I'm super excited yeah, for that one. That I love fun. Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, it's super fun. That does look fun, and Hemsworth is great chris hemsworth yeah, has yeah. become one of my favorite actors yeah he's gonna be funny in that i bet too. yes when he's allowed to be funny mm-hmm. he's the best that's yeah. his best thor mm-hmm. yeah well in the trailer uh my favorite part is when they're walking down the hall and you have like the double-sided mirror- mirrors again mm. and it's like oh what is he doing it's like another it's like a location isolated and then there's something happening within that's probably going to be bigger than what they're expecting yep, like cabin in the woods there's uh chris hemsworth's characters like he's mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. it's like the titan that destroyed the house and oh dude, you're so smart dude I see it's gonna be a universe like, it's all connected universe it's all connected <laughs> the drew goddard universe yep. can i say i'm sick and tired of movie studios saying universe to describe their franchises because i like let me, let me tell you Thank let me you. tell you the four let me tell you the four dark universe <laughs> let me tell you the four franchises that are allowed to say that <laughs> the four franchises the marvel universe because it's an actual fucking universe like there are characters in space the dc universe because if and when they get to it there are characters in space like the green lanterns and the new gods and shit Looney star Tri- no shut dustin oh, no space jam <laughs> fine fair you could talk about yeah, the asshole the, the, the warner brothers the hanna barbera universe who's in space the jetsons go God to space damn it no they're not they're on earth there's an alien that comes the Great Gazoo? Fuck, yeah, you got me. You Fine. <laughs> Fine. Then the Hanna Barbera Universe. And there's six. <laughs> we can keep the going. Other two, we can keep going. Let me get these out of the way. Star right. Wars. Star Wars Universe. Actually, that should be a there's cinematic Universal. galaxy, is what that is. Cinematic yeah. Galaxy? Cinematic Galaxy. Whatever. And got uh, your, uh, Star. Leia headphones on right yeah. Now. And Star Trek, 
which is also out in space. Like these, these are shared universes because they're yeah. huge franchises, mm-hmm. sprawling franchises. Mm-hmm. When I hear the dark universe, I'm like, look, these monsters, these universal the monsters, universe. they're only on Earth. Interstellar. That's a franchise. That's not a universe. That's a franchise. The dark universe. Get out of here. The Sony the shared universe. universe. I'm like, are you going to do movies? That's not. It's not the a, Spider-Verse. What do you got to say about uh, it? The God Spider-Verse, dude. Damn it, into the Spider-Verse. Armageddon universe. You got to go into the Spider-Verse. That's. I'm excited about that. What into that? What Armageddon verse? Michael <laughs> yeah, Bay. The Armageddon verse. The oh Michael Bay God. shared universe. I hope that goes the Rock up. takes place at the same time as like Armageddon. That, as Armageddon. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like Nick Cage is taking care of stuff. What's that? <laughs> oh, those astronauts got it. They're and like they jetting just... off to space. Look down. They yeah. see like green smoke coming from Alcatraz. Good job, Bruce Willis. Uh, uh, was that Sean Connery? Yeah. That was a great Sean Connery. Thank you so that much. Was great. It was a great Sean Connery. That was good. That was, was really good. Do Finding right. Forrester. Go. Where's Forrester? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I can't find uh, I, I hope they stop saying shared universe and then just Do start ya. saying. What? Junior. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Dustin, where can people find you and your work on the internet if they would like to follow you and see your thoughts about movies and shit? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's the best place. Okay. Dustin K. Butler. There we go. Dustin K. Butler. And is there anything that you want people to look at? Anything that you want to point them to? Um, Any projects no, or anything? I don't have anything yet on the internet, and once I do, it'll be through Twitter. <laughs> go watch okay. the Tree of Life, real loud. Okay, yeah, go, go watch, watch the Tree of Life. Uh, please rate and subscribe our podcast. Please, um, if you give us a three star review because of our left leaning politics, <laughs> you're gonna fucking hear about it. <laughs> but for everybody, whatever review. Just kidding. Leaving, we love you so much. We, whatever review. But also, leaving, you're gonna hear about it. Thank you, thank you so much. Any stars, one through five. But please, if you want to do five, that'd be cool. Uh, Keller, what are we watching? Just give next us week? five stars. And just talk so much shit. That's true, but give us five stars and yeah, we'll still five read stars, it. Just talk shit. Um, Keller, what are we watching this week and who's our guest going to be? Halloween with Adam Halavik. Halavik. And Halloween can be rented on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's like I four bucks to rent. First time. What'd you if think, you dude? Get, I loved it. If you can get a hold of a Blu ray cop, Ooh. I would suggest it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. You guys are missing it, but Keller does this thing where he puts his lips up no into his nose. They're in it's my great. nose. Your friends will know. Your, yeah, your fr- all of my you know, friends. Yeah, that have all been on this podcast. Hey, friends. <laughs> so go, guys, go watch Halloween because next month is October. It, is scary. it comes out on October 1st. October 1st is going to be the episode Halloween. And Adam, it's one of his favorite movies ever. In fact, he waited. 10 months to be on this podcast specifically just to talk about Halloween. Whoa. So this like, is going to be Adam, please epic. on our podcast. And he's like, fuck no. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, he opens the second page. He goes, when's Halloween? We were like 10 months from now. He's like, done. Yeah. That's okay. mean, If it was 10 years from now, he wouldn't be on it until then. Yeah. Halloween should be rated higher than it is. You think so? I agree. Where's it at? It's, it's for last fi- 600 of the 500. Yeah. It's in What's the back. this one? It's in the bottom. The 50, one I just dude. watched. <laughs> I don't remember the title. Uh, Dead Man Shoes. It's uh, better than Curious Case of Benjamin. Is Dead Man Shoes higher than Halloween? No, no. Okay, Hall- then that's all I wanted to know. That's Halloween why. beat it by one. Yeah, have you, Halloween have you, beat it by one. Have you flipped through this list yet? I have. I found okay. on the internet because okay. I was trying to watch them all. And did it bum me out? Did mm-hmm. you get sad and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this? <laughs> I got distracted. I just I ended up did going you, on binges. Yeah. Did you start ten years at five hundred or start at one? I usually start with like the top tens and then I do the you know, 10 through 20. Yeah. 
Okay. I, what's the other one? Like America 100? Which one is that? AFI. Oh, AFI. AFI's list. list. That's yeah. another I think That's training. another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I think oh, I got my dates is. confused. It is. In fact, <laughs> I booked on that podcast next week. One of our previous guests, Clark Wolf, that's her podcast. Is oh, that is she has it? a guest on and they pick one movie. I was on there talking about Oh, I think Snow Paul Shear has Wars. one too. Probably, but come on. Fuck Paul Shear. Whatever. Fuck Paul Shear. I'm kidding. Paul Shear is a delight. you're great. We love you. I love him. Him and his wife. They're fantastic. The They're so good. Huge, huge fans. Um, what do you think Everybody about go the, listen to How Did This Get Made? Wait, it's so good. <laughs> the Fast and Furious episodes are great. What did you think about the top 10 of this list? Do you agree? Disagree? I don't remember the top 10. Fight Club belongs, though, right? Fight Club definitely belongs. <laughs> as long as we're all in agreement on that. Fight Club belongs. We're all I badass think, dudes. Exactly. I think lists are great, but also, I mean, the nice thing about movies is it's like stuff that you like, like Tree of Life. It's yeah. a movie that I really love. And for some people, it's not what they love, and that's totally fine. And you can cut those people out of your life, and it's yeah. okay. So, like, you that's can shred beautiful. the magazine mm-hmm. if you don't like the yeah. top 10. This and is how I'm You can get on Twitter friends. and attack them. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, know what's definitely. stupid? When we're done with this list in ten years, I am going to throw this magazine away, dude. Because have to frame it's it. no, not we have to frame it. Fine, and I'm gonna cry. It will frame it, I'm but cry at the end it's of this. not. <laughs> it's not about. I'm gonna fucking. You know, <laughs> it's not about ranking them and stacking them up and stuff. It is about the journey. Like I love and hate oh this God. list because. I hate it because I think it's arbitrary and dumb and it's stupid when certain movies rank higher and I feel like the majority we have to watch yeah. yeah the majority of the audience that voted on this are like you know white British film movie nerd dudes so yeah. it's not a very diverse group of people that are maybe voting but at the same time I love this list because I get to see movies I've never seen before I get to see yeah. filmmakers and actors and stories and learn about people and the human condition and I get to do mm-hmm. it all with my best friend Keller Nublock. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna oh cry god. right now. <laughs> so I like that you're making your own list, though. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's the only way we would be able to get through this fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then someone's gonna get that list and make a podcast series and be like, "What were they thinking? <laughs> Tree of Life? Who's this nerd?" As long Dude. as they don't give me fucking three stars on my iTunes reviews, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so guys, go watch Halloween. Come back next week. It is on rentable. It's on. It's rentable on the internet. So just go watch yeah, it. But like Keller Buster. said. Yeah, go to, go to your the last blockbuster in Alaska or whatever, <laughs> Anchorage, wherever the hell Support it is. Support independent stores. Yes, and yeah, go to Best Buy and buy it if it's cheap. Get a nice box set. Get a nice one. Get all the don't, Halloweens. No, don't get They're all, all the bad. Halloweens. Get the first but three. Is that what they people one, say? One, two, and three are good, and four get, make sure you get twelve H2O. are bad. H2O. H2O, Jamie Lee. Oh, man, I wish it was Waterworld <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish Michael Myers was trying to kill Kevin Costner. <laughs> in the ocean yep. where there's, there's no the, land. Yep. I love Waterworld. Is, love uh, is the Postman on this list? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's number six. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, huge thanks to Dustin Butler for oh, coming and for having me. hanging out so and watching a difficult movie, but talking about it, and then talking about his love of Tree of Life, so go watch that like we've been saying. And uh, yeah, and follow him on Twitter, Dustin K. Butler. And we will see you guys next week on the 500 Greatest Films podcast. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. Yeah, it's nighttime, guys. It's nighttime. Bye. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Good night. Monday, Bye. Monday morning. Bye. Monday morning? Well, this when this episode comes out. People are hearing this Monday morning. Okay. So good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good night. And good night. We'll see you later. The Truman Show. Next week. Halloween. Goodbye. <laughs> what movie? <laughs>